sexual disapproval. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hey everyone, welcome back to our seven issues of intimacy. And today we're talking about... Sexual disapproval. It actually sounds horrible, doesn't it? It does. It sounds so shamey and blamey. Yeah, it's not a nice space to be in. No, no. I don't think any of these really are a nice space Mm. to be in, but I think it's really common. Yes, it is, yeah. And how do people get themselves into this predicament and how can they get out of it is what we're going to talk about. So how do people get into this sort of space where there is sexual disapproval? It's like I disapprove of what you want, of your needs, Mm. of how you make me feel. You've withdrawn. Yeah, there's a withdrawal in that space, isn't there? And when people withdraw, it generally comes from a lack of trust, I think. Yeah, I think something's probably happened where you've emotionally disconnected. And I think this happens because one or both parties have done something to affect the trust in the relationship. So this could come about after an affair where one person's not feeling trust, Mm. so therefore they don't want to step into that sexual space, so Mm. they disapprove of someone trying to reach out for them Mm. in that space. Yeah, it might not be something as detrimental as an affair, but just something that's made them feel like they've lost lost trust. trust. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't feel mm. safe. Mm. They might never have felt safe. They might have uh, mm. felt that the other person, rather than reaching out for them in an intimate space to form a connection, that the other person just wants to have sex with them, mm. doesn't really care about them or their feelings. If you feel like that, if you feel like the other person doesn't care about you or your feelings, they just want to have sex with you, you wouldn't feel very safe, would you? Mm. You feel like, oh, that person's just using me. Mm. So you'd then. Well, you might not feel they're totally committed to it, the relationship, and then there's a lack of safety in that. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes they might get into this pattern of feeling like any form of touch or intimacy or connection is got an expectation attached to it. Mm, There's an expectation of sex sex at the end. It's not oh, let's hold hands for holding hands' sake or I want to come and give you a neck rub because I love you. It's, oh, if I do these things, then there's I will get sex. an expectation, yeah, attached and, to it. Yeah, and there's an intention there, isn't there? Mm. Which means that one person's intention is not about forming a deeper connection. The only intention is I want sex. And I know for many women I've mentored that it can be an issue where they feel like where they feel like there's an intention behind it and then that kind of turns them off the person yeah. and they kind of want to swat them away if they try and touch them or yeah, you know. Yeah, like, leave me alone, don't yeah. touch me. Yeah, give me space. Mm. Yeah, and that can just compound over time, can't it? Mm. Especially if that's all they see. Yeah. The only time that person actually touches them is when they want sex. Yeah, it leads to something. If your primary love language or one of your main love languages is physical touch, then you're hoping for some sort of physical connection all the time. And that's not just in the bedroom. That is when you're sitting next to each other. You might hold each other's hand. You might give each other hugs. You might squeeze each other 
we love having our little six-second kisses when we leave each other and when we come back to each other. We kiss each other for a while. We hold each other. So we actually really drop into that really intimate space between us. And because there's constant touching and occasional groping and actually not so occasional groping, you did mention yesterday that you grab my bum quite a lot. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Good job you're okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. And that actually means that when we step into a intimate space in the bedroom or on the washing machine, <laughs> I hope someone tries it. Um, <laughs> and tells us about it. Tells us about it. Anyway, so when we step into I just want to know, is the washing machine on or is it <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be on. <laughs> So when we step into that intimate space, we've actually been intimate with each other for a while. You know, mm -hmm. we've been just touching and playing and, and that works for us in this space because we both have that as our main love language. If that's not your main love language, you've got to work a little bit harder to remember to maybe, you know, give my partner a hug when I see them, mm. hold their hand. You know, not just start touching them when you want something. And that's why it's so important to know the other person's love language, isn't it? Because it might not be touch. It mm. might be words. And that yeah. will create an intimacy. Yeah, so. if you're sending them a text message during the day telling them yeah. how much you love them and, mm. or how excited you are to see them. Yeah, You're creating intimacy before the event. Yeah. Yeah, so you're always being intimate with that person in a sense, aren't you? Yeah. So that intimacy is just one of the things you do. Yeah. And you might have to pull it right back if there is sexual disapproval and someone doesn't want to go there and someone is really spurning those advances. Mm. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. That is an alarm bell ringing loudly that there needs to be a conversation about what's going on in here that cannot be avoided. If they're swatting you away, it's probably not a good sign. No, not a good sign. And I was mentoring a man who was in a relationship and, you know, they were much older, but they hadn't had intimacy any form of sexual relation for a couple of years and they both just got used to that and that is because they'd sort of slowly grown distant but then nothing had been done to repair that mm. and because nothing had been done to repair the relationship they're both sort of distanced from each other and then what happens is people start looking outside of the relationship don't they yeah, for that connection. And you don't want to let it go that far. There's always signs or red flags happening way before that event. So it's just being mindful of those, having these conversations. Mm, Work being, out a better way. Yeah, being mindful is really key. If you really want to have an intimate connection with your partner, that takes work. Mm. That doesn't happen just because you're in a relationship or you're married to that person or you live together. It does. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean like you have the opportunity to just have sex whenever you like. No. What it does mean is that you have to work hard to keep that relationship strong and deeply connected so that intimacy and that deep physical and emotional intimacy that sex can bring just happens naturally. It's mm. just a part of the relationship. And when you do have that really great, deep, connected sex with your partner mm. and you really feel each other, I feel that that just really opens up that relationship to more and more intimacy and deeper connections and more love. It's such a deep connection. Mm. And I think you're robbing yourself of if you don't address these issues. Yeah. and it's Nip them in the bud. Do something about them. Don't just sit there and go, It doesn't go, have oh, to be is, like this. It doesn't have to be like this. Because think about this. Where would you like to be in five years from now? Would you want to be in this same position? 
the same predicament? That's right. That's a good way to look at it. Where do you want to be in five years? Because you don't want to be like this. It's probably either going to be like this or way worse. Yes. Yeah. Nothing will change unless you make a change to it. Mm. In that, there's actually a potential for growth. You know, even if it means after a conversation, you decide, okay, we actually aren't good for each other. We Mm. actually can't be in this space. We need to move on and live our own separate lives and work out what that looks like. In that conversation, you both get to move on and maybe find that person who can meet your needs. At least you're ending it in a healthy way, not in a way where it will eventually end if you keep going down this path, but someone will do it in a way where they looked elsewhere for that connection and it's ended badly. So end it in a healthy way if if that is where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a choice, isn't it? Yeah. You get to choose to end it in a healthy way and respect each other. You get Mm. to choose to do something about it and reconnect, but you have to make that choice. You have to do the thing. But also don't get into this mentality that, oh, this is just the way it is once you've been together for this long. You know, it's not. You know, it can be so much better than... And, you know, that idea that, you know, as we've been together a long time and we age and then maybe that whole idea we're not as attractive to each other, I don't think that actually true. I think if we are deeply connected to that other person and know that person and, and feel trust with that person, then we're attracted to that person. 100%. Yeah. That's that actually is way deeper than what's happening on the outside because the outside's going to change because you know? things change, people change, hairstyles change. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast on sexual disapproval. Hope that you can find a way to work towards approval so that you both feel like you want that space with each other. Have the conversation. Look forward to chatting with you with our next episode. Sexual disappointment. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.